So, hi, I'm Laura. Today I will be hosting this episode of the Common Geeking Program. I'm not sure this is going to be kept in because I'm not sure how we want to announce this, but this will be my last episode hosting uh, and as our regular member. As Keen and I were just discussing briefly before Jonavi hopped on, uh, my life has gotten a little crazy recently and I don't really have time to do anything, let alone uh, have fun. So... I'll be stepping down. Hopefully, I'll be part of some of the common briefing programs or some things that are a little bit less time intensive. But and make sure that to make sure that you guys get the best episodes, we want to make sure we have time to plan them. And I haven't been finding the time to do that recently. So I'll be stepping down or being killed by someone in in the podcast because that's apparently what we do. So anyway, I'm dead now. (laughs) Which leads me to my trigger warning for this episode. (laughs) Which, apologies that I did not give that to you guys who are on the episode with me. Um, The video does include a lot of gratuitous violence, and some of it is self-inflicted. So if you are not amused by jokes about trying to hang yourself, uh, don't listen to this episode. That is my recommendation. Or watch the video, because we will be talking about it. That's my trigger warning for the day. Anything that you guys want to add on to that before we really kick this off? No, I think that that summed up both things pretty well. Cool. Uh, nobody cook anything. It's very dangerous. I stabbed myself <laughs> in the hand. <laughs> what were you cooking, by the way? So I was trying to make these veggie burgers, right? Okay. And I pulled okay. pulled the veggie burgers out of the freezer, and usually, like sometimes, uh, sometimes two of them are stuck together, right? Yes. And uh, oh, okay. numerous I times before, I have like just cut them in half, real easy, real simple. But that fateful day. <laughs> It went incorrectly, <laughs> and I sliced open you my left hand instead. Um, and now I have stick uh, stitches blah, blah, blah. in my hand, and it's uh, it's itchy. <laughs> and it's itchy. Yeah, yeah. That was gnarly. Really ten would not recommend. Would not yeah, recommend. I, so John informed us of this by saying, "Like, oh, hey guys, I'm not going to be able to make it today." And I was like, "Oh, like, okay, that's that's a thing." And then she's like, "I sliced my hand <laughs> open." And I was like, "That's not what I was expecting." <laughs> But you're like, yeah, like you were sick or like you had to do something, you know. Yeah, I mean, stuff Not, comes up, know, but yeah, okay, you know. that was unexpected. So what you're saying is, Jonavi, that uh, vegetarians are wrong because man is a natural inclination <laughs> towards blood. And you actually cut yourself. All right, that's what I'm getting from this. All right, good enough. True. Sure. Wow. O- okay. All right. Beautiful. I, All I, right. Uh, eat what you want. To work on my thesis here. This is how <laughs> people interpret words. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You guys are silly pandas. Yes. Ugh, I wish I was a panda. They do things so slowly. That'd be a different bear. Pandas pandas like seem like a stressful life to live. They Aren't they always it. like dying a little bit? Oh no, that's cool. Wait. Well, no, I yeah, mean, pandas are like malnutrition or whatever, well, so they like they don't are eat. always Yeah. Uh they also don't procreate. They don't right. really do anything. That's the issue with being a panda. I don't know. Yeah. That sounds pretty great to me right now. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know, it's just, it seems like a stressful thing that, like, if you could understand people talking about, like, yeah, they're all going to die out, like, they just won't do anything. That's true. Yeah, but, uh... Maybe they're just understimulated. You're right. Yeah. Well, they're all the property of Maybe China, someone just read them some Nietzsche, and they're just too depressed now. Who knows? <laughs> like, nothing matters. Yeah, they, they yeah, should have, like, possible. gotten a spread of... Well, shouldn't they get to the Ubermensch part, and then they can just believe they're the Uber panda? All right. Oh, oh sorry. You, you have okay. the other We're going to move on. I have places to be. <laughs> Oh man, I really wish I could stay home tonight. Okay, welcome to the Common Geeking Program, a book club podcast where each week three of us read up on a topic or watch up, then discuss it from geeky, nerdy perspectives. This week, I am your host, Laura Kramer, and today we'll be discussing the Oni Plays uh, totally tubular collab version of them playing through the Lord of the Rings game, uh, DOS, DOS game, DOS? That wasn't right. Lord of the Rings DOS game, uh, and we're talking about reinterpreted media. Uh, Today, I'm joined by two people, each of whom has selected a domain that they think connects to our topic and theme, and they are... Hi, I am Jonavi. I'll be representing uh, a YouTube video in which the band slightly less to- left of centers "Love the Way You Move" has been their their music video for for that song has been superimposed by Tirasas's cover of Boney M's Rasputin. So that's a little bit of a convoluted think- way of explaining it, but it's it's basically an animated music video where somebody took another song's animated music video and superimposed this cover of a song on top of it. <laughs> Definitely reanimated or 
reimagined, reanimated. My God, my brain is fucking toast. It's had a year. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> it, it died and then it came back to life. This music video. Uh, no. Cool. Thank you, Jonathan. Hey guys, what's up? It's uh, it's me, Keenan, King Kodish, as always. Um, the I will be talking about the Adventure Zone, which is a uh, podcast from the makers of My Brother, My Brother and Me, the Miguel Roy's, and their dad, and they just basically play like D and D. But what I really want to talk about is the fan animated stuff that they make made out of it. There's actually a lot of fan art uh, right from the get go. There was a bunch. And just random animators kind of animate little segments, little clips, usually no longer than like three or four minutes of a podcast episode of a bit they thought was especially funny or whatnot. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, So we're going to start by summarizing our topic and domains before we discuss. And then we are going to close with a competitive rating section to determine determine who best contributed and whether today's topic is enjoyable. So let's, let's hop on this train. Today we are talking about the YouTube video, the totally tubular collab, Oni Plays Lord of the Rings Adventure. Um, So to break that down into the biggest chunks I think it can be broken down into, The Lord of the Rings is a really famous fantasy series by J.R.R. Tolkien. In the 80s, they made a DOS game of it where it's it's like a text adventure. So you basically say like, I turn right, and then you turn right, and then it explains to you what's happening around you. Or nothing happens. Um, Or nothing happens because, yeah, it was an invalid code. And then Oni Plays is uh, a YouTube... I don't know if Oni Plays is their name or if they're Oni. I don't really... I mean, Oni Plays is the name of the YouTube channel. (laughs) Yes. uh, And he was known as Oni. I think he still makes stuff on Newgrounds. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. But Oni, or Oni Plays YouTube channel, uh, plays through games like with his friends. And they just kind of like dick around and... Sometimes they play more seriously, but most of the time they're usually just trying to mess with the game as much as humanly possible, um, which is always a fun watch. And then, so they had this really fun video of Lord of the Rings adventure game, uh, and then somebody, totally tubular, uh, ended up doing a whole animation of the 20-minute video. Um, so it is like all sorts of different media coming together to create this one video. Uh, where they play the Lord of the Green Lord of the Rings DOS game, and like the animation is very silly. I don't know if you guys want to summarize like what happens in their playthrough. Uh, well, they they mostly just you know mess around and kind of like what you said. They just see how much they can get away with at first, and just see like you know they restart a few times. Did, did they actually restart? Because uh, they said like they restarted, but I don't actually know. Yeah, like, the game ends for them a couple times. Like, they failed, and then they had to start again. Yeah, yeah so, like, they start off, like, uh, killing everybody. Yeah. Because they want to see if they could. <laughs> and then I, and then they just kind of proceed, you know, messing around with yeah, As I'm sitting here, like, explaining what this video is, I feel like I'm killing the joke, because I feel like you just need to watch it if that's something that you think would be funny. Um, but there's a lot of, like kill Frodo and they're using stupid voices and stuff and so they like they're like put on the ring and then they like try to take the ring from each other and like wear the ring and kill everyone around them uh they find a lot of pipes and they take all of the pipes but yeah it's just them kind of playing through the video is about 20 minutes long but yeah so I brought this because I really wanted to like, it has gone through so many iterations of existing. Like, it started with a book and then turned into a game and then turned into a playthrough, which turned into a person creating art around it and making a video of it. And I just think it's, we live in a time where that's possible and it's really cool, um, which is why I wanted to talk about it. I don't know. This is something a friend of mine sent me a while ago and it got a chuckle out of me. So, here we are. I'm essentially going to be talking about a combination of two music videos because I think when you're talking about reimagined media, songs to me are a good place to start because 
a lot of the time when you listen to a song, you have different associations with it. And I think everybody has probably had at least one experience where they've like heard a song somewhere and then they watched a, like a music video for it and was like, wow, this was really different than what I thought it would be. Or like, wow, that ruined the song for me because this is <laughs> such a not fun music video or, or something like that. Um, so, so that's what, that's what I, I was sort of thinking of when we were thinking about reimagined media. So, <laughs> In order to sort of parallel the, um, a little bit of the, the, the different time jumps, like between Lord of the Rings and then before this DOS game and then, um, before like the modern age of like people making animation to go with like voiceover. Um, because I think that is a fairly common thing that's done with like bits of podcasts that people think are funny. Um, so in any case, um, if if you guys are familiar with Boney M's song Rasputin, I am. Yes, I, I was, and I didn't know that there was a music video to it, and I like didn't know it well enough, and I went through a very strange YouTube hole yeah. when you said yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's recording. So I believe I, it was strange. I believe Boney M's Rasputin is from the sixties. Um, yeah, that sounds right. And it goes like. Rara Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. And I thought it was cool because like, oh, here's this disco song that's like historical education about this, yeah. this <laughs> one Russian dude, this one character who's like, um, you know, pretty wild. He's pretty crazy. And then he was a wild and crazy guy yeah. to say the least. And then, um, somewhere in the, hold on. I'm going to look up exactly when this happened. Like Rasputin? Um, uh, he was killed in 1915, 1916, if it was, would be my guess, because it was right before the revolution, the Roman done. Yeah, uh, okay, I found him. Yeah, uh, 1916. Cause of death, homicide. Okay, so 50 years from then, somebody decided that they needed to make a song about this, because, mm. and then this song ha- was covered by, like, a folk metal band called Chirasas. Um, and that was done in 2007, where they decided, like, you know what, Rasputin needs like a like a, a metalish cover. <laughs> this is no longer going to be a disco thing. This is going to be about like a different um a different a different take on the story of Rasputin. Now we're going to make it more metal and less like disco people dancing about it. <laughs> that was pretty metal. And then um an even more recent. Uh, music video was Love the Way You Move by a band called Slightly Less Left of Center. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the music, vi- uh, the music video for this song is. There were lots of sneakers? <laughs> yeah, so basically, these uh, Russian. I'm going to spoil the plot for you of this oh, music no. video. <laughs> so. Um, if you really want to watch it, pause and, and go see it now. But it's it's honestly one of my favorite music videos. It's an animated thing where you have like three Soviet scientists who create these like super funky shoes. Um, and they're trying to get the perfect people to wear the shoes um, so that they can, you know, dance adequately to give Russia the, the best power of funk or something. So first they try it on a robot and then they try it on like a Russian bear, and then they try it on like um, well, sorry. First they try it on a robot, and then they try it on like your stereotypical like Cossack, like very big built, muscular, like Russian lumberjack sort of person Tattoo of like America. Yeah, like and, stuff, um, you know, and he's and he's he like wrestles a bear in the music video, which is why I was thinking of bears. But <laughs> in any case, um, and then finally. The the robot failed, and then this like j- like perfectly engineered stereotypical Russian dude <laughs> like fa- failed. But then Putin comes in in flying on this helicopter, and then he like ponders the shoes, and he and he and he does not fail. But instead, he has so much funk that the facility explodes, and then the whole world explodes, and then a little Soviet astronaut on like a soviet moon base like salutes as the world exposed with like a single tear in his eye (laughs) and that's the animated music video of love the way you move (laughs) um so somebody 
recalled Turisos's cover of Rasputin and decided to repurpose that music video to so that it fit with the beat of uh Rara Rasputin because and this was especially interesting to me because you're definitely following like a Russian theme, <laughs> Russian thread. Yeah. Here. Yeah. And um also because of like just the the similarity between Rasputin and Putin <laughs> cuz <'Cause> the, <laughs> of them being such vi- like very different sorts of figures from different time periods in Russian history but now they've been tied together and united by people sort of poking fun at <laughs> like powerful figures in Russia yeah. <laughs> so i like even though the person who created this they may not have had a thought beyond like aha you know what else is Russian? This thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I still think it's, I still think it's interesting that the animated music video has such breadth of, like, mm. you can put whatever you want to any kind of visual now. Like, all, all, that's all you have to do to create that, that association in somebody's mind of, like, oh, all of a sudden you've t- you've put like this somewhat goofy animated style next to this metal song and you're forever going to have like a slightly more goofy like imagining <laughs> of what's going on when you listen to that. Or it's, it's something that you have in your imaginative arsenal from then on out. <sighs> so, yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, well, I'm sure we will get more into that in the discussion and how that kind of plant seeds in people's brains, uh, which sounds creepy. And now they feel like the Russians are extra taking over. Don't worry. They'll just explode the planet. True. With their awesome shoes. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Awesome. Keenan, would you like to tell us about uh, the Adventure Zone and uh, sure, their yeah. spinoffs? Uh, like I said, there, there is a podcast uh, hosted by the McElroy brothers and um, their dad, and they're just playing Dungeons & Dragons. Um, I, the reason why I know about this is because of the animatics. Um, mm. As I said, the Adventure Zone has a whole lot of um, fan art. Yeah, we've also like done two Adventure Zone episodes, so if you don't know what it is yeah, at this point, you should exactly. listen to those episodes. Like honestly, it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy because like they talk because I'm I'm starting then again I'm also starting from the beginning mm. and you know because I you know I, I I didn't really pay attention for it for a while until the animatics because um, every time I tried to listen to the first episode it's a lot of setup for D and D and like I didn't really yeah. um, find it that amusing and it's like two hours long and so every time I tried to watch it or fast forward I'd miss like. The, the one first, important thing, <laughs> yeah, like I, you know, because I missed like the beginning, the story starts, you know, part. Curse you, context. Yeah, Ew. I would just always like, you know, like just give up, you know. Granted, <laughs> like I could have tried tried a lot harder. I won't deny, it. <laughs> but um, well, you also like, don't want to like, try hard to enjoy yourself sometimes, exactly. Right. No, I was like, all right, yeah, I was like, all right, listen, if I can't just skip like the first ten minutes and, and get to it, I don't know what to do. So, um, but. Um, I like would occasionally find, and then it actually started popping up a lot because I kept watching so many of them. Um, <laughs> of these fan uh, animated clips of like these little bits, and some of them made me laugh so hard that I was like, "All right, finally, uh, Jeff Jeff Levitt, who you may know from podcast TV, um, <laughs> from this very podcast, uh, he he told me probably for like a few months." Uh, after he got into it to like to like watch it and like listen well listen to it and I kept like I said pushing it off and then I finally you know saw enough of these animes and now I think I'm on episode like twenty and nice. uh, I'm really I, I listen to it while I cook sorry Jonathan I don't mean to trick you um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just because like it it's so fun and like they're really good and I kind of want to listen to the rest of their stuff um, yeah I brought it up because. I think it's really cool the fan interaction with mm. this and like actually the, the fans depictions of them have actually helped like they talk about like oh I'm only so far in but they talk about the fans depicting um, their characters and how like that has actually helped them kind of shape 
the characters like image in their own heads. Uh, yeah. And I just thought it was really cool that cool. these fans got so involved with this and also that. Yeah. Um, There's like a hive mind of creativity that's possible now because it's yeah. easier to create media of certain kinds than it was before. Yeah. And ultimately, like I said, it's also like it's 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 free real estate. It's free advertising, you know. Mm. Like they're not really paying these people to make these clips, but because of them, I'm now listening to their podcasts. That's awesome. Also, yeah. their podcast is great, so I'm glad you're listening. So it, all their podcasts are pretty good. Now I yeah. have, like, you, you know, little bits from YouTube, once again, of all of them. And, like, now I'm like, oh, well, I guess I got to listen to them now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Your schedule's filling up. Yeah. Oh, is all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. Um, well, that sounds great. And I'm excited to kind of hop on to the discussion of that hive mind of creativity. So shall we move on? Let's. Oh, excellent. Let us let us move on. But yeah, I do in fact want to move on to the discussion and kind of start with some of that idea that Johnny was bringing up that was the hive mind of creativity type. Like I think that there are some flaws in the video that we watched uh, for this particular episode, which I chose. Yes, I know. Oh, yeah. Um, But I also think that one of the things that I really enjoy about it is that, you know, the Lord of the Rings books are concrete. They are what they are. And obviously Tolkien has created a huge world surrounding them. So there's a lot of lore. But like when you're reading the Lord of the Rings, or if you have read the Lord of the Rings, you know what happens. You know the plot points. You know, like when they go left, what happens, right? Like when they leave the house, you know where they go. And so to create a game that gives you flexibility to explore that a little bit uh, in like a text universe, I think is really interesting because like ultimately, you know what's the, what the outcome is going to be and you just have to make sure you're making the right decisions to get to that outcome. And then to watch that one step further and see a group of people who like are just here to cause chaos to like see how many things they can stab or whatever in this universe to see like how far the creators of the DOS game goes. And then to have somebody take that even a step further and create a whole animated experience around it, which like the animation is very, it's very cartoony. Like it is not a realistic style at all. And like, it is very, can you imagine it as an anime? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure one of the ones in there, because it was a bunch of different artists. Yeah. I feel like one of them it was, was a, it was a collaboration, was which is another yeah. hive mindy thing about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure one of the um, one of the animations was one of one of them was pretty was pretty anime ish, anime adjacent, anime esque. Oh yeah, there was one orthogonal to anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, but I just think it's it's a really cool area of the internet or the era of a bit of the culture that we live in that like those all of those things can come together and keep on being reinvented in in whatever way you know makes sense to people um, and i just thought it was really cool so i you know it's not really a question as much as a, a rambling but um i know you've both touched on this a little bit but i wanted to talk about that so like tell tell me about creativity in the hive mind well one interesting thing about the hive mind of creativity <laughs> to me is that if when you look at this sort of end product in this chain that we watched, which was this animated video based on the recording of someone playing the game based on Lord of the Rings, yeah. it's that in the plenty of people when they're reading a book, they'll have an a like some imagination about like they'll they'll be able to picture what's going on to an extent. Or mm. if someone asked them to describe it later, they wouldn't use the exact words of the book, probably, but you know, they would yeah. be able to, you know, describe it in some way. So We've, we've got this like sort of canon setting and scene. And then you have people trying to make that explorable or more interactive. And yeah. then when you make something interactive, you're inevitably going to have someone who is just like, okay, I want to interact with this in a trolley way, right? And not in a like wholesome and earnest way because that's for <laughs> dumb nerds. So <laughs> then you, you essentially then have people trying to like break the environment or like right. mess with the world. And then when you try and like mess with the world, you're also your, your end product that you get, it has the result of sort of, um, sort of breaking your experience of time in a way because there's plenty of times in which like all right in the game the game is dependent on you making a choice of what to do so when that's right. animated yeah. you're just like you have these like 
pawns frozen in time and then you have these like demonic time sprite players as they are animated <laughs> like doing stuff to try and like cause as much chaos as possible so you've created a thing you've gone from a situation in which the beings in the world of the novel are experiencing time kind of like through the book in a particular way and then you as the reader are more or less with them throughout that whole journey but then the animation that we get at the end it's disorienting Mm. in particular ways because you have like the players are experiencing the game in time they're not even really thinking about the story because they're just trying to mess with the thing but then we because we're given the the tech the the like visual cues for the story itself but then we mm. also have the addition of the players as their own characters in the animation. You kind of have this like being in the world time conflict of yeah. like, <laughs> okay, you know kind yeah. of what's supposed to happen. And then you have like another like layer of action or another layer of story that's using the first thing as a canvas. And it's kind of like Hegel got high and hated Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> It's that. funny because when they did things that happened in the yeah. story, it was almost more surprising than when they didn't. Like when they yeah. ran into the three riders and that was actually something that happened. You were like, whoa, like I didn't expect <laughs> them to get somewhere. <laughs> uh, I, I, I will agree with you on one. Uh, dis- sorry, disagree. I will disagree with you on one point, though, uh, Jonathan. I think a certain element of it has to be because you like the um, uh, like the I don't I want like the source, I guess the source material. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think, um, like, the jokes that they made would be as funny if they didn't realize, uh... Oh, yeah, you're completely right. Like, it's funny because of the dissonance. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's but, not... Yeah, but they know what would be yeah. funny because they, they, they... You have to understand the, uh, the source material. Right, you need to know how to create the dissonance. Yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah. I no, like... I mean, I, I do. That, that makes sense. Yeah, no, um, I also mm-hmm. thought that the... Um, each animator put their own little like flavor to it, and I thought that that could oh, be yeah. sometimes like you know just like um, them because uh, once again, just like how Lord of the Rings gave source material to the game, and the game gave source material to uh, the players, that the players now gave gave source material. It's like this uh, like you know this little chain of events, as John of you kind of described. Uh, that leads to this. Uh, each uh, 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 incarnation gives its own like little bit of flavor to it, and I think that, yeah. like she said, it, as you go along, it just gets so twisted and distorted that it becomes well the totally tubular collab. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's interesting is that like the people who created the DOS game made it possible that you could kill everyone before you left the house. Like they could have not made that choice, right? Yeah. So like whatever. Like I can't imagine is. that was just like an oversight that they forgot to not let you kill everybody. Yeah, yeah or like if if you if somebody really wanted to go solo. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I will take the ring all by myself. Or 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 play through like an alternate reality of like okay, I have I I have already become corrupted by the ring without right. wearing it. I'm going to just go ham on that all the way <laughs> and see what happens. So <laughs> I mean, like the um, like part of, part of this is also just the the gradual expansion of choices that creators have. Because in one way, Tolkien had all the choice; like he, he he to do what he want and sort of created the base. And then somebody who wants to make a game based on that, they have like they've also then provided a different kind of choice to to readers or like to yeah. players of the game. To be able to like, okay, this is, you can now choose what to do. And then by being able to choose what to do and being able to interact with this medium, you can do even more with it. And then that sort of got flipped around back to like, okay, we want to create more based on this like right. as a jumping point. So you can kind of create like a cyclic thing based on, because I mean, based on the, the YouTube video we just watched, it's conceivable that somebody would be like, okay, I want to take my favorite parts of this and then just remix it with a bunch of yeah. other things. Or make um, a podcast about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Jonathan, how do you think that that, like, template matching, almost like choosing to go one way and then starting again, like, how does that fit into your domain with having something that existed and then having that be covered and then having something totally separate existed and then having someone bring it together? Like, where does that relate in your domain? Well, because I think so, so a lot of what is being created right now does seem to me to be sort of like we, we, a lot of it is taking interesting pieces of things and putting them together. Hmm. 
So like the there there is like a, a miniature genre of fan made animation based on podcast, yeah. and there is yeah. like um and animated music videos have been a thing like pretty much since YouTube has existed. I think where people have um taken f- things from like taken taken a song or something and then um paired it with pieces of 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 their like chosen animated medium Mm. so i think i think a lot of this is just given the tools that people have that it's it's now pretty easy to just take the audio you want and then take visuals you want and take the time to put them together yeah and then because that's easy the the particular choices that people make of like of all the set of things you could put together why did you put these things together right and that uh, leads me to, yeah. I was, you know, we touched on it a little bit, but do you think that it was intentional that they created this? You know, do you think it was deeper than just like, oh, two Russian things, let's put them together? I, <laughs> I mean, <I'm, laughs> These it's, two hard, things it's, diffi- it's, it's <laughs> difficult for me. It's difficult for me to speculate. However, I personally think that the music video for Love the Way You Move, it it's poking fun at, at, Russian history and Russian propaganda in, mm. uh, in a very goofy way. And then Rasputin, like the way that that story is presented is a little bit more serious, but it's still presented in a like, oh, those Russians kind of way. Oh, they literally <laughs> say, oh, those Russians. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that that sentiment of, oh, those Russians is more, <laughs> it's not just, oh, look, two Russian things. It's like, right, oh, right. there's a mood there. There's a particular like, jauntiness of like ah let us have a chuckle at the russians (laughs) um and that's that's kind of what i was getting from it i think Hmm. that the music video and the way that um things were timed and paired was much too thoughtful for it to just be a um for it to just be like oh this person just saw two russian things i i I don't think that that's the case Nice. But it might be. I, I don't know. I'm not them. I'm not the creator. Yeah, that's fair. And you're not Russian, so. It's true. <laughs> Cock bottle ski music. Oh, my goodness. Cherny noche, cherny dimahot. Now you're just making up words. No, it's the one Russian nursery rhyme I know. Wait, but... the one Russian nursery rhyme you know is actually in Russian? Yeah. Yeah, I know none none Russian nursery songs or I mean, nursery rhymes. I mean, oh, I know, oh, like, but can can I can I go on this very small tangent to tell you about sure. this Russian nursery rhyme? Okay. Sure. Yeah. Is it depressing? I am now curious. <laughs> it goes um ah shit. I hope I remember how to say it right and that nobody who's Russian who listens to this will just like <laughs> dunk on me. Um but it goes Chirna noche, which is like the dark night. Chirna kot. There's a there's a black cat. Or like the city sorry, it means the city is dark. There's a very dark and sooty chimney. Dimahote, chirnota, inside that dark and sooty ch- chimney, there's a cat. At the shikatikata, you just try to find that cat. <laughs> so it's basically just a- about, um, how you will never be able to find a black cat in Moscow at night when. In a chimney. In, in, in a very sooty chimney. <laughs> I mean, true. Yeah. I think that's probably true. Also, yeah. what a great. Like, it has a great sound to it. Like, listening to it is cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just love the setup of, like, okay, what are you describing? What are you describing? And then it's like, oh, we're describing something you can't find. Screw you, child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very Russian. Yeah. Kids. So. <laughs> Kids. Anyway. Oh, you Russians. <laughs> oh, those Russians. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Jadavi. And sure. Keenan, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ask a, a lengthy question of John of you like that and cut you out of the discussion. That's right. Um, so let's bring it back to you. Um, oh. Which, you know, reinterpreted media. I think it was really interesting because I, you didn't give us a specific um, video to watch. You just kind of said like, hey, I'm going to have you guys or I'm like representing the uh, animatics. Is that what they're called? Animatics? Uh, like, yeah, they're like animatics. They're, they're, they're little bit, uh, little animated bits. I don't um, fan videos, I guess you could say. Yeah, and so I was like, well, I want to be a good host here. I'm going to, like, watch some of these videos. And I thought it was really interesting how similar most of them were. Like, like you could so obviously tell that they were drawn off of, like, the, how am I trying to say this? 
they looked the, a lot of them like, looked the same. There's a head cannon to how Magnus, Merle, yeah. and Taco look. Like how they look. But even even beyond that, I felt like everyone, like they must have been watching each other's art or whatever and like kind of going off of that because it looked so similar. And, you know, I yeah. wanted to talk about like a little hive mindy that thing. The also, fandom Jonaby, coalescence. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like Taco, yes. for example, has like that kind of like off the shoulder uh, shirt in like half, yeah. if not most of them. <laughs> Um, what I like about all of them is that, like, uh, I there has yet to be like an interpretation that I've seen in the in the in the videos, and I was like, oh, I don't think that's how they would look. Mm. Um, that's what I also really enjoy, and what I like about it is that yeah, because all the fans like participate in this, it like lends a act. It's a very uh, it's very active participation by the fans, and I think that makes it um, even like if you're not someone who has worked on it. It makes it feel like a very, I don't want to say intimate, but a personal kind of thing. Mm. Because I, watching it, have seen how, you know, how fans have such an impact on it. I feel that I, too, I too can, uh, if I wanted to, like, have an impact on this series. And I feel like I'm more yeah. of a part of it than just, like, watching a show or listening to a podcast. Right. Because uh, there's just so much interaction with it. And but this said, co-creation I- has created, like increased investment in people uh, yeah exactly yeah, I, feel, so. you know, I do feel a little more invested in it because you know uh like i'm part of the community now your viewing choices matter exactly you know <laughs> yeah. and also that um like i said like, knowing that like i could have an impact if i wanted to and also it feels like I said, it feels like i'm part of a community rather than like maybe like a fandom perhaps i don't know if that's like the right way mm. to say it but i feel like i'm more part of like a group that yeah, because something you do something? more tangibly like yeah, yeah, yeah. links to the creation or the ongoing like existence of something. It's yeah. different than just fanning about something that already like yeah. exists in a because way. It's, because it's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's not like it's not like slash yeah. fic or like fanfic mm-hmm. that like it's kind of very self-contained. And you're like, oh well, I, right. I like the idea of it, and some people also agree on it. But we know that this you know is just kind of our idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with the adventure zone, like I said, mm-hmm. like someone at some point must have said, you know, Taco should have like that kind of like off the shoulder look. Yeah. And someone drew it, <laughs> and then like someone saw it and said, you know what, I agree with that. And you know, if you look up Taco, that's like most of that, you know, half elves look. And then they put in the fan animated, and you know, it just kind of went from there. Now it is Taco. It's not yeah. like a question anymore. Um, and anything that happens in it now, kind of like. It's almost like um, someone. It's it's like if Jay, uh, if Tolkien made the books and then gave them to the um, like explicitly gave them to like the people who made the game and said, mm. "All right, here it is. Um, here's my work. Uh, why don't you take a look at this and see what you can do with it?" Yeah. So it feels like I said it feels very much like the McElroys are making something for us explicitly and allowing us to you know, say stuff and, like, have input and kind of shape, uh, maybe not, like, the story per se, but very much so. Um, the imagery. and Yeah, the image, and yeah. also, in some respects, like, they brought back some some characters just because, like, yeah. they, they heard People the really loved yeah, them. Yeah, people <laughs> liked them so much, you know. So I, I think, like I said, the impact of it feels very nice hmm. um, and the community participation. It feels also, a lot more cohesive as a group, for- that's awesome. Yeah, and then for the creators also, like I I would imagine that, you know, it, it can you you can definitely get a lot of pressure, positive and negative from people who are like watching what you produce and seeing how oh, you yeah. interact. So like creators that are like trying to have a healthy relationship between okay, how much stuff they have ownership Mm. over and then how much they they want to you know sort of like how much they want to contribute into creating their creation and then also having the room to be like oh i want to share this with all the people who care so much about this and i like want them to and and i and i enjoy the way like i enjoy what other people are doing with my work like i i'm really into that (laughs) i think it's funny because we both uh not we both there's three of us um the we talked already in the started. past. Yeah. <laughs> One person is already We're all the merged. same. <laughs> oh, geez. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> we've talked in the past on this podcast about fandom. I think I actually hosted an episode about fandom, and I was coming from a, a very like positive place of it. And uh, I think Chowder was on that episode, and he was like, oh, I thought we were going to be talking about like toxic fandom. 
um, which like made me learn to be a little bit more specific about my topics and themes. But like we all chose these things and like I don't know how the creators of Rasputin or the uh, original song to the music video feel about it. But like I just feel like we chose these topics that are you two specifically chose the domains that are like a positive representation of this ability to just dive into your the thing that you love and like make it different and change it but maintain its heart or like even help it grow um and i think that's really cool because that's what i'm all about this week we do not have any reader or reader listener questions but if you are interested in having a question we usually do posts on the monday before we record or so um and so you can see what we're about to talk about and ask some questions and see uh get our opinions on things so interact with us you can interact with us on (laughs) facebook and twitter and we'll definitely talk about it yeah awesome Thank you guys um that was actually like a super fun and engaging discussion and i really appreciate it because uh you know i wasn't 100 sure how this video was gonna land so i'm glad that we had some cool cool things to talk about neither was i just because it was yeah. only yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh true so we are moving on to the ratings and you guys are going to uh rate the topic on a scale from one to five pipes there were only three in the video but i'm sure there were more in a different drawer somewhere i'm sure there's more i'm sure there's more have you heard jr tolkien he put a lot of pipes so many pipes Um, the real pipes are the friends we made along the way (laughs) (laughs) it's a pipe to your head um oh no i'm gonna i'm gonna go cry now well no it's it's because they're arteries those are your pipes to your heart oh i see it's a it's a a biological it's a medical uh, all right sure um, I or to listen better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jonavi, on a scale from one to five pipes, how do you feel about Oni Play's totally tubular collab, Lord of the Rings DOS game? <sighs> okay, this is uh, this is tricky for me since I I enjoy the I enjoy this topic in general. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> and I was amused for a little while, but then mm. I was just kind of like. Now, now, now! I find this annoying. Like yeah. by minute ten, I was like, "Now this is just annoying." I'm annoyed. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with a four. Oh wow! I'll, okay. I'll go, I'll go with a four because I, I like that people do this, and I like that, that I can sense the fun people had creating this. Hmm. Um, I can sense the fun that people had playing it, and it's hard for me to resist even just being an observer to people having fun. Um, but on the other hand, I do have a dark, cold, and curmudgeonly heart, and, and when I'm annoyed, uh, I so, will have to take so away. So dark, I can only give you four out of yeah, five. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So curmudgeonly I couldn't, that you I couldn't fully, I couldn't, You're merciless. I couldn't, I couldn't fully open my heart <laughs> to allow it to be the five stars it would have been had this been wow. like a five-minute long thing instead of yeah. a 20-minute long thing. Yeah, I'm actually totally with you. That. If it was five minutes, yeah. it would have been perfect. Um, Great. Yes. Keenan. Right, How do you so, feel? Um, I'm I'm kind of in the same vein as John and me here. I uh, I remember Oni back when he was mostly like a Newgrounds guy. Hmm. Um, uh, and I honestly I think Leo and the Sa- and Satan is one of the funniest Flash cartoons ever created. Um, but this in particular, I think he writes funny. I don't think he's very funny though. Does that does that does that make sense? Yeah, I think that there's there's a uh, like like them him and his comics that are good at yeah aren't as funny as like maybe him sitting down and writing jokes because you can um, edit yourself when you're writing exactly you know and yeah. I just I didn't you know so I, I'm gonna give this because I I thought the animations for a lot of it were super solid and really cool um, and then I also once again like the idea of that. Especially like you know, like kind of in the vein of like a let's mm. play versus you know and the animation, the collab, and everything. So I'm gonna give it a solid two pipes, uh, just because, like I said, I, I just I don't like I said I think he's he's a funnier you know written than he is, uh, and like like you said, he's kind of old. If it was only like a super cut of like maybe like five minutes, mm. some, like the best moments, then uh, then yeah, yeah, I could I could. I see mean, more. I think if that was the next reinterpretation. 
That'd be great. I'd watch that. Yeah. But it's just, and you know, like, I just happen not to super enjoy that. The one. Select. Oni yeah. Plays. <laughs> Oni Plays. Private Select. <laughs> Yeah, there there has to be the there has to be the select, and then there has to be the uh, sampled remix, and yeah. then there has to be the uh, dance routine flash mob, and this can yeah, keep going. It's like the there are many mediums. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, awesome. Thank you, guys. Um, uh, I have the job now where I have to award a gold star student, um, giving the reward to the person who I think best reinterpreted in this episode. Uh, see what I did there. Um, I did take some notes while you guys were chit chatting a little bit, um, and I think that it's this is a hard this is a hard decision for me because you know John you you were like right on with the like the hive mind of creativity. Obviously, that was like the ping of our episode. I we kept on coming back to that and like talking about how sometimes music videos will like ruin your experience of a song. I had never put into words why I don't watch music videos until you said that. And I was like, oh, shit, that is literally why I don't watch music videos. Like, I just don't because I'm <laughs> you never know. And like, <laughs> I like so the song for what it is. I'm sure. And so it goes like, the other way around, though, too. Like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I've been indifferent to a song until I, I see the like video. The yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to risk the songs that I enjoy. So I guess the songs that I don't like as much, I should start watching, watching videos for. Um and then Keenan, you were um, talking about like how you you kind of have to love the source material, material to like be able to play around with it like that. And also, I loved how you were discussing like the community participation and how it really feels like you know the listeners and the the community engage, and it's not just like a one way street. Um, so this is a very hard decision with a heavy heart. But with a heavy heart, I will give the one ring to. And yes, I'm going to use the One Ring as the gold oh star this episode. Uh, love just means that you want the person you give it to to disappear. Oh no, it's going to Keenan. <laughs> Bye. Hey, or, or is it because you just really trust two of them? You know, you know it, sure, yeah. sure. Um, if you're, yes. But I have to, I have to give it to Keenan. It is a really nah, hard decision. Nice. I'm not um, gonna throw it to the throw it into Mount Doom. It's mine now. Plug in the sea door. Goodbye. I, <laughs> I do think that I have now ruined the world. Oh, maybe this is how I die. Came here to talk about YouTube thing. videos. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you again. Um that about wraps this episode up. Thank you again for listening to the Common Geeking program. I'm your host, Laura Kramer. And you will never be able to find me again because now I am dead. Uh, just kidding. If you want to reach out to me on the Facebook group, I'm definitely still going to be a part of it. Um, but again, I've been ho- joined. I've been hosted by is what my brain just I've said. I've been hosted by. I've been joined by. We are parasites. <laughs> we host. <laughs> You've been hosted. <laughs> We've been, You've been hosted. Been hosted. <laughs> Uh, that, that sounds like a really bad catchphrase from like a parasite, like act, like fucking yeah, like a B movie or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we oh just no. got hosted. <laughs> oh gosh, um, I've been joined by John V. You got any uh, places you want to be online? Uh, no, not really. I'm on Twitter <laughs> if you care at JKIR1, but I'm not that active. Yeah, I get that. And uh, Keenan, how about you? Do you want to? About your I, stuff. I, am, I am hidden from the world. You must find me. I can't just give you the, the tools to find me. That's that's far too simple. If you must go on an epic quest with at least uh seven of your companions, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's seven. Seven of your companions eventually break up into two distinct groups. Right. And then kind of work your way there. Sure. Possibly taking months, if not years, and eventually you'll uh-huh. find me. Um, cool. It will be kind of weird. You'll face yourself. Your journey will be called from Mordor to your door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's, there's oh the my god, that was so good. Title of the podcast right there. Yep. <laughs> uh, that was glorious. Oh, man. Uh, that was great. Okay. Next week, uh, which one of you lovely folks will be hosting our next episode? Um, I believe that's me on the 25th. We're going to be talking about a movie called Delicatessen, Ooh. which was directed by the same dude who did Amelie. If okay. you guys are familiar with Amelie, uh, it's kind of like a, a dark, satire French film. 
um, in which, like, it's post-apocalyptic. There's a clown in it. It's pretty weird. I think you cool. should think you should wow. watch it. All right. Said, awesome. Like, Sounds kind of creepy uh, and great. So be sure to tune into that next Friday, uh, January 25th of 2019, which seems crazy. Whoa. Yeah, uh, we're recording and- this on New Year's Eve in case. I'm calling yes, that to you from are. a year in the you past. So, yeah. so I actually hate those jokes so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll make Such- sure to sign off with one. Um, <laughs> Also, feel free to follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Geeking Program. Any engagement, such as sharing a post, tagging us, or tweeting hashtag CGP, will enter you into a raffle where you get to pick the topic for a future episode. Um, We love those listener episodes. They're so much fun. Um, Even if we don't always love the content in them, uh, (laughs) we always enjoy uh, playing and listening and reading and learning new stuff. Uh, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts is a critical help to growing our show. Um, we'll read new reviews on the air. Um, anyway, thanks for listening, sharing, subscribing, everything you do, and we will talk to you next year. Oh, wow. And also next week, because this you'll be listening to this in January. But this is cool. Yeah, it's next year for us. Not that long. Such right. temporal dissonance. <laughs> oh, what do you write on your cats? I don't know. All right. Peace out, guys. Happy New Year. Stay safe. This episode of the Common Geeking Program was hosted by Laura Kramer, joined by Keenan Kodish and Jana Beyer. This episode is sponsored by Loneliness. I could use some friends. The podcast is created and produced by Colin Ketchin and Jeff Levin. This episode edited by me, Daimul Chaudhary, and original music by Colin Ketchin. We'd love for you to stay engaged with us at Common Geeking Program or hashtag CGP. Reviews on Apple Podcasts are also a critical help for growing the show and will read new reviews on the air. If you want to know more about us, head to commongeekingprogram.com. Stay in touch, stay tuned, and thank you for listening to us. Ciao! We're actually not here. Yeah, we're not here to talk about the slap, although maybe we should be. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs>